Hello out there, ladies. It's Rochelle with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff. Unabashed You is women talking about stuff. It's a place where we can be uniquely ourselves without apology. We want to be wise, to know our worth, and to enjoy whimsy. Amy is a fun-loving woman, and by her own admission, a force to be reckoned with. To get a peek into how different she lived her first 37 years to how she's been living the past 10 is worth paying attention to. Being open to how life is unfolding, saying yes when nudged, is how she is living out her faith. She calls this latest time we live in the year of the pivot. I just love how she explains it, and I am adopting the same mindset now, too. Enjoy learning more about Amy. Maybe you will see a bit of yourself in her, or maybe you will be reminded to remember there is no perfect. breath of fresh air. She is joyous, loyal, exuberant. She is also steadfast in her convictions, which you will hear about shortly. Amy is the kind of person you want to hang out with because she is equal parts fun and can also go deep into real things. I admire her and the way she is living her life. Welcome to the show, Amy. Oh, thank you, Rochelle. That's such a sweet and warm welcome. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. It's, and of course, it's all... I'm happy to be here. Spot on. Let's, thank you. Let, let's get to know you a little bit. Okay. Three, three words you would use to describe yourself. Hmm. Loyal. Spontaneous. Excited. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Like the, the true seven you are, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, yeah. Love that. Yeah, that's great. I know you do a lot of reading. And so I thought the question would be, so what's a book that you read recently that rocked your world? And you're just like, people, women, you've got to read this book. Hmm. That rocked my world. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. I think I mean, the one that resonated with me most deeply recently is Everybody Always by mm. Bob Goff. Mm-hmm. That's less I'm currently reading his dream big book. Right. And that's amazing too. But Everybody Always, um, it's hard for us to love everybody always, especially the people that are hard to love. And that's, what the book is about and so it's a good reminder for me and I just finished it recently again I read it again during this time oh my gosh you read it twice was that good yeah okay I'm gonna have to get that one I'm gonna have to get that one I started dream big and I have I haven't got very far but that's a good that's a good recommendation 
And then and it, you sent it. Yes. Right. Okay. Excuse me. Now, that's how authentic the show is, that I just, you know, burped up a little bit of my lunch. <laughs> that will not get edited out. Because that's, oh, yes. that's a real thing right there. <laughs> Love it. Okay, I mean, who would you want to have coffee with? Like, you're just going to get to know them, and you can, you can already know them or not already know them, or just somebody like... If I could pick anybody to like go have coffee with, kind of pick their brain, get to know them, maybe ask them some questions, connect with them, who would that be? It would actually be Bob Goff. Woohoo! I would, I would, you know. <laughs> and a funny story is that he puts his phone number at the back of every book, and for three years I've been like, I need to call him and have coffee. He literally lives <gasps> down the street from me. Oh my gosh. And I just haven't gotten the huevos, because <laughs> women don't have those, but to just give them a call, I thought, oh, he's going to think I'm crazy, but people call him all the time, and he doesn't think crazy. Amy, I think that is your action item for not necessarily today, but yeah. sometime in the near future, let's say before 2020, December. yeah, before 2020 is over, I, 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 uh, uh, sweetly challenge you to follow through on that because of what a cool experience that would be yes i mean even just seven also yeah even so. just the call i mean even just the call yeah. even if you don't get to go have coffee i love that i absolutely right. love that that's so my that my friend rochelle she challenged me before 2020 <laughs> yeah. and we could literally walk i could walk across the street we could walk to coffee <laughs> he lives down the street from me. Does he really? So, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is something. Wow. That is so cool. I love that answer. And <laughs> two truths and a lie. So you're going to say three things about yourself. One of them will not be true. And I have to figure out which one is not true. It's just for fun. It can be simple. It can be deep. It can be light. It can be whatever you want it to be. Three things about yourself. One is not true. I always wanted to get married and have children. I am half Mexican and speak Spanish fluently. Uh oh. And I love green beans. No, I love that variety. I love that variety. And it's so funny that you would say you love green beans because I just very coincidentally went to a conference uh, last year that was in Dallas. And I went out for dinner by myself and I ordered a, whatever I ordered, whatever it was, with some green beans. And I'm telling you, they were the best green beans I've ever had in my entire life. I ate every last green bean. So it, 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 turns, it turns out it was the spice they put on the green bean. And I said, okay, I've got to have this spice. Well, what did you put on it? And he goes, oh, well, we, we sell it. And I said, oh, great. Let's, okay, I want it. Get it. I, I got to have it. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's going to be 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. He brings out this big, huge shaker container. And he's like, that's $6.50. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wait, 
Now it's $6.50. Because you're in Dallas. Yeah, and it was the size of like a Morton salt shaker, you know, like the old fashioned with the girl with the umbrella. I mean, it was like big. And I just thought, man, you guys might be missing an opportunity to make some more moolah here. Anyway, that's that's my green bean story. <laughs> okay, now, <clears throat> didn't want to get married and have kids. Uh, green beans, and I'm sorry, remind me of the metal one. The metal one was. Oh, I'm half Mexican. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I I happen. Okay, I don't really know about the green beans. <laughs> so that one has me a little bit thrown. But I do know originally you did not want to have get married and have children. So I'm going with that one as the lie. <laughs> so cool for our listeners and what you know I'm sure they're going to get woven into this story somehow you actually are married with a child so we'll talk more about that later but that that is just such an interesting turn of events because how many women start out life thinking I'm no that's really not for me I mean certainly some do certainly some do but it's I would have to venture to say it's more the minority as opposed to the majority. So I can't wait to get to that part of your story. Amy, as women, we all struggle with worth. How do you counteract some of the mixed messages that, that, that we get about our worth? Hmm. For me, I mean, biggest thing is my relationship with Jesus. Yes. Thank God. I mean, I am a child of God and I know that I'm worthy in his eyes. So right. if he is for me, who could be against me? And I just, I'm also an eight on the Enneagram. So I'm, <laughs> so I, I don't know. And that's probably where the didn't want to get married, have children come from. I think I have a lot of men, a man tendencies in me, <laughs> so I didn't really struggle with a lot of worth as much as maybe women normally do. Um, I was just kind of like, if you can do it, I can do it. <laughs> That's great. And I was just a strong force to be reckoned with, but um, definitely more as I became a mom, not probably in my younger years, but as I became a mom, I think you get more vulnerable when you become a mom. Yes. For sure, your heart opens in a different way and mm-hmm. you're more vulnerable, but... Um, just mostly my relationship with God has just helped me through that. And then just having a real strong, tight knit group of women who speak truth, (laughs) you know, a good foundation of friends that are there for you when you need to know, no matter what, no matter what. Right. Yeah. Amen to that. Good, bad, the ugly, just there. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. What is one of the wisest things anyone ever said to you? Now, you know, there are wisdom nuggets being thrown out daily on oh, yeah. social media, in books, your Bob Goff books. I mean, they're, they're all over the place. But what's, you know, one that comes to mind that you like, it's always in your back pocket, ready to go? My favorite one, and it was a friend from high school's dad told us this when we were just little young pups in high school. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> pick and choose your friends wisely. 
because you cannot choose your family and you're stuck with them. And it just stuck with me. And so I always have chosen friends just wisely, like close, good. Like that's where I go really deep. Like I want to know you and you're going to know me if we're friends. Um, And that just stuck with me the rest of my life. And that's the same advice I would give any young person and my own son. Like, you know, you're the product of the five people you hang out with most. So those better be really good five people, right? So. You know, that is really. It's just such a stuck with me the rest of my whole life. It just stuck with me because, you know, family is family. And you've got to love your family. <laughs> but they're not always the people you might choose to hang out with or you're not a liker, you know, but your friends are. I mean, you can choose them. You have a choice there. And so that just always stuck with me. Choose them wisely. You know, I find that really astounding because it, it impacted you in such a profound way that it really, it really informed how you move forward with your friends and the fact that it was in high school. I mean, I mean, how many things can I say that were said to me in high school that I think, wow, that really, I mean, maybe a couple, but I, I, I really applaud this dad for saying something that he, maybe for him was a little bit off the cuff or, I mean, I'm sure he didn't have you all sitting down in a, a circle of, of girlfriends and he was, you know, giving you a talk. It was just something he said and he, he probably doesn't have any idea how much no idea. that impacted you. And that is what is so cool about the power of what we say and the power of what we do, it, it, the impact, the lasting impact it can have. Well, Absolutely. I just love that. I just yeah, love that. It stuck. It hit me in the heart and it stuck with me from that day forward. Mm. I was like, wow, he's right. We have a choice there. <laughs> you know, mm, incredible. It was deep. So now we're going to go a little more on the fun side, just for a moment. Okay. What was the last fun thing you did? The last fun thing I did, I'm trying to think recently, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be big and grand. It can be. I'll stop that. I can't even think of something. Well, you know, right now all the days blur together. It's like we don't even know what day it is. I mean, sometimes. Um, The last fun thing I can think of was going just recently to lunch with my niece and going to see her new place with my aunt and my son. Um, I posted a picture of on Facebook, but it was just we were sitting there and I thought, gosh, we've got four generations here, and we just. We had so much fun. Well, there I mean, you go. From my son laughing to my aunt who's in her seventies to me in my forties and the girls are in their twenties and then we've got my little guy who's, you know, not even in the double digits yet. <laughs> so we just all had so much fun. And so I just think about that moment at dinner and just even before that hanging out with them and you know, just seeing their apartment they had just moved into and it was just really fun. It was that really sounds funny. Fun. And so multi-generational. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't always happen. And that's, no. that's, you're seeing four generations? Four generations of age, but honestly, in our family, it's three. Because okay. my son is cousins with the girls that are in the Oh, okay, family. right, right, right. Got it, got it. Later, yes, that's <laughs> right. Okay, got it, got it. But still, still, <laughs> yeah, even, but... even three generations is, is 
you know, yeah. not totally common. Well, right, and just the great conversation and the laughs we had. I mean, it was just really fun. It was a fun evening. Well, see, there you That's go. What sticks out. You, yeah. you came up with it. Excellent. All right, so now we've gotten to know you a little bit. Now we're going to dive a little deeper into some of the things that uh, we talked about in our pre-talk. So okay. let me get you started with your faith walk. I know it's very important to you, and that is one of the things I love about you, and I think that's one of the things that really magnetizes us together. I want, if you would, share with us some of that, and if you want to talk about your experience um, at the local family camp where we went on our women's retreat and the experience there as sort of an illustration of your faith walk, I think that'd be really cool, because it is... I, I feel so honored to have not only just been with you at the retreat, but been with you all the way through, if you know yes. what I mean. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was your fault anyway. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, yeah, my faith walk. Oh, man, it's been a journey. And I think for anyone, it probably is a journey. Um I think most of us who grew up in America were most of us are born into some type of religion. Um, and I know I was, <laughs> and then we kind of veer away from that and find our own path. So mine was very personal and on my own. And, um, I basically just had to come to Jesus moment. <laughs> I don't know that everyone has those, but I did. And I think, like I said before, I'm such a strong force to be reckoned with. I think God was like, okay, I just need to like grab you and like, you're going to see some stuff. Um, so it was after I had my son, um, I had that moment and ever since then, I just been on fire for Jesus. Like I just, and it's not about religion for me because I just felt like I don't need some more old broken down religion I need a relationship and I missed that whole part somehow growing up um so I was 37 years old when I had my moments and um just opened my eyes and I just went on a journey of discovering and learning and sponging up as much as I can and like I said just God just starts showing up and putting people in my life and I mean phenomenal amazing women that I just never even knew existed. I mean, I've had really close friends my whole life, but having sisters in Christ was such a different experience for me. Um, it was the soul. I don't know something about my soul was just, and it was vulnerable again, very raw. I mean, I didn't cry for 37 years or so. <laughs> and that's yeah. no joke. Like when I say I was solid as a rock and I could be in a man's corporate world, like I was the woman that could be the man. Like they couldn't, they couldn't get me to cry. They couldn't get me to feel I was like, oh, you want to do this? Let's do this, you know? And so it was through the birth of my son that God, I feel like opened my heart. I feel like I was always the tin man with no heart. You know, I was always like, I don't think I have a heart. Why are you crying? It's just a movie or, you know, girlfriends would cry about things. And I'm like, really? I mean, is that really that sad? Like, get over it, you know? And I would guess I was pretty harsh. I mean, I don't guess. I know I was. Um, I was a rock. I had a lot of walls up. And so I feel like, you know, through the birth of my son, God just started peeling back that onion, you know, because a part of your heart opens. I don't think 
anyone ever knows they have until that happens, right? Like the, the love of a child is so different than any love I had ever known even existed. Um, and I'm sure a lot of moms feel that same way, that once that, that part of your heart is open. It's just so different, so vulnerable. You know, it's such a space that's so beautiful, but also deep. And for me, it was really deep, and I took it very seriously. So, so yeah, it, my heart was open, um, and I just started seeking and searching. And um, even my husband, I went to him and just said, you know, I, I think I need to go to church. I don't know what this is about, but I need to go to church. And he's <laughs> like, okay. So we just started going, and we came to our faith together, and we got baptized together, and it's just been a beautiful journey. Um, and so just trusting and believing and just so many things through that journey that God has led me to. And one of them, as we discussed before, was like that song was my theme song that year. And it was the one about oceans, that song oceans where he's like, step out in the water and it just gives you chills. Right. Yeah. And he's going to be there to like, you know, oh, and I was like, okay, I'm stepping out. You know, I hope that the water's part. Um, it doesn't always happen that easily. It's just, it's a nudge that you feel and you know you're being led a certain way. And so, you know, there was a time when I was called to leave my corporate job and it was huge. I was the breadwinner. My husband stayed home with our son the first four years because we wanted to raise him. It wasn't anything, you know, it was just... It's just how it worked out. He loved it. And, you know, but he was getting tired of it because once the baby stopped sleeping, playing, you know, <laughs> they start getting busy. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is a little more tired. Kids need preschool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he wanted to go back to work, and I just didn't see how that was going to work. So, anyway, God called me to walk away from a corporate job, and um, it was just huge. It, the world said no anyone I spoke to was like, you can't do that. You know, you carry the benefits, you have the paycheck, you, you can't just quit a job. And I was like, well, I, I can't, <laughs> like, I'm trusting God that this is going to work. And I had another, other things set up. It wasn't like I was not going to have any income. I just wasn't going to be the main breadwinner. And so I was giving up some of the control. Um, and that's what it is really, right? When it boils down to with faith, it's control, it's not, it, you, we don't really control anything. We think we do. And I thought I did my whole life. Right. <laughs> I, I planned everything. I controlled everything. I, and then you realize that, uh, oh, well, that was your will. <laughs> and that didn't really work out. So after, you know, 37 years of doing it, I thought, well, maybe I should try this, this other surrender thing. And that was super hard for me. Um, super hard. Because like I said, I'm just... I'm a force to be reckoned with. I like to get things done and just do it my way and have it, you know, charge after it. And when you do it God's way, there's not a lot of that. <laughs> there's more waiting and patience and there should be peace and joy, but there's not always peace and joy, right? It's, it's yes. a journey. Mm -hmm. And so he just showed me in so many different ways through the last nine years basically it's been well longer now 10 years almost of the journey and it just showed up in so many ways and leads us to the retreat that we went on i felt like god was calling me for a long time to lead women 
And there was many years when I felt like, no, I need to be led because I'm learning, right? Like I need leading. I can't lead anyone. I don't have skills. I don't know anything. Like so many of my girlfriends that I had met in the faith, they lived it their whole life, right? Like I was such a new baby believer that I was like, I don't know anything. <laughs> but God was like, I will show you. You don't need to know anything. Like I am, I am it, you know? Yeah. And so for years I said, no, no, no. And I finally surrendered. I think three years ago I started to surrender. I finally was like, okay, I fought <laughs> long and hard. Hey, me and God went around the block. It was like, he refined me to the bone. I mean, there was just nothing left. And the onion, the layers, I had so many layers that he had to peel off and work with. <laughs> we could have been here for years, but I finally woke up. and was like, okay, I surrender. Your will, not mine. So I finally said yes to leading the women's ministry. And it was due to a good girlfriend, Becca, who you know, and she was had a passion for women's retreats. And I'm like, okay. But she's like, but I want you to do it with me. I'm like, wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, and it was beautiful. Um, and then, as you know, when we were on that mountain, we were up in the mountains of the middle of nowhere, and we were on a hike, and you talked me into this amazing zip line <laughs> that you've done before. I'm like, oh, you've done it. I can totally do it. Because I'm deathly afraid of heights. Deathly. Like, I, that's always been one of my things. And I snowboard, and I had to get over that when you get on the lifts because I love snowboarding. But I'm not going to tell you that every time I'm up there, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so pretty. When do we get off? <laughs> steps and then you were flying and I thought I had done the old zip line which that's a, another story for another day that was just ridiculous how scary that was so I felt like okay I did it I did it I survived 
So then I thought, well, okay, they have a new one and I will, I will do that little step thing where you just kind of gradually, okay, now here we go. And then once I got up there and saw that the steps had washed away in the storm, I was like, out, out. And you were like, okay, now take the rest of the story. And there was a cliff. There was a cliff, yeah. No. We had a little tiny spot to stand before and then a cliff and then the guy's saying, okay, you have to walk slowly off the cliff. And I'm like, and me and another mom did it. And she and I were talking and I'm like, do you have children? She's like, I have five children. I'm like, okay, I have one child. So, okay, we're moms. Like we're good. Like her and I are still connected. Like we connected over text. So we're, we're going to die together <laughs> <laughs> because we, your your natural human instinct oh. is to run off that cliff. Like you want to run, you want to jump, you don't want to walk gracefully off <laughs> your, to your death. You're like, let me run to my death, let me jump to my death. But walk, you want me to? He's like, really slowly walk because if you go fast, you're going to twist and you're going to turn and it's just going to be a mess. And I'm thinking, and this thing's going to break because it's a diaper or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dead before we even start. So, yeah, so I get up there, and I'm just like, okay, God, I mean, you brought me to this mountain. You asked me to lead, and now you're going to kill me? Like, <laughs> I just started thinking, like, I was just praying, like, please be with me. Like, I'm scared to death. Like, I was shaking. I literally thought I peed my pants. I was so scared. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to take pictures. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> and they're to my husband and my son when I'm dead on this cliff. But I had known a lot of people did it before me. I saw all the girls go, like, because you're waiting there and waiting and waiting. It feels like, it felt like 100 years yes. of waiting. It was probably 20 minutes. I don't know. It, it felt like years. Like, I think I aged on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it was torture, pure torture. So I remember me and that mom getting up there, and I'm just like, well, let's pray. Like, God, here we are. You know, we, we need you to be with us. Like, please bring your angels and surround us because we, we need you right now. I'm taking this leap of faith, literally walking off a cliff, and, you know, you've got to have me. And so I did. We did it, and then you have the photo of, it was just, the, the bubble was around me, a bubble of light, and it still gives me chills to think about it, because you showed me later, you're like, look at this bubble, and, it, and it's like, you could say it's a lot of different things, but the bubble moved with me. Oh. And it was with me the whole entire time. And it was even with me after we got off and took pictures. It was around us, you and I, because someone took a picture of us. And I'm like, the bubble's still there. It's so crazy. It was just a bubble of light. And it, I just, I felt like it was God. And my angel, like, I've got you. Like, you're in this bubble. Just relax and enjoy the ride, right? Like, yes. And when I saw that picture and you said, I pray to be surrounded and protected, yes. it was like, yes. I mean, you know, talk about the jaw dropping, the mouth opening. I mean, you just, like part of me just wanted to fall to my knees and start weeping because yeah. it's just the truth of it here in this picture, which will be posted with your episode, by the way. So everyone can see the beautiful bubble that's surrounded. It was absolutely, there really aren't, it's indescribable. It really right. is indescribable. And I, I, I love 
not just that this is a story because it's more than a story. It's an illustration. It's symbolic. It's, it's how God works, how he works. And he gave us just the tiniest little glimpse in that moment into how he was working. And we don't always get to see. In fact, quite often we, we don't get to see. But, no. but that's where that, that trust and that relationship comes in. So I, lo I love that as kind of like how you came to faith and how you have now, how you live your faith out. Right. And just surrendered. I mean, I just completely surrendered. And I think for moms and women as a whole, like I was saying, I, I, I think that it's so hard for us because as women, I feel like, I feel like we have it way harder than men. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I just feel like we're, you know, we want to have a career. We want to be the, the amazing, phenomenal mom, the wife, you know, but we also, not all of us, but some of us want that, you know, passion that we have and that career that we love, whatever it is, helping people or being with kids, whatever it is, you want to do it to your fullest. And it's so hard. Like, it's a very challenging thing because you feel like sometimes you can't even take a breath because you're so busy, you know? Right. And it's so hard, but it's, like I was saying, it's so worth it. Um, but having the faith that God is going to be there if he's blessing it. Like, I I now will not do anything. I won't move unless he tells me to move. So any business that comes to me, any anything that comes to me, I pray about it. And I really ask for discernment on, you know, if this is if this is from you and this is where I'm supposed to be and this is my purpose, please show me the way. And if not, slam the door shut so fast in my face that I know, because I know in my will, I will push things to be the way. <laughs> I really want to do this. And I did that my whole life, right? Like, very successful. I mean, you know, and I just pushed through, pushed through. But it was all on my own. It was never living in faith and when you live in faith this is such a different completely different way of living and being because it's it is living into your purpose and what you're supposed to be doing and and who you're supposed to be doing it with and who god needs you you know he brings you through things to sometimes reach back and pull somebody else up mm -hmm. through it mm -hmm. and i think that's the most important part that people miss that maybe playing a victim or you know, just being rebel and madness, they don't realize that, you know, you can get through this. It's not going to be easy, but then your job is to help somebody else through it. They need to hear your story. Exactly. And they need your help. Like they need, God needs you to now like yes. be the people that were there for you to help you. Cause I know I had, I had a really good, you know, group of women in my life, my life group that, I mean, they were just amazing, just strong, you know, faith-filled women that helped me so much grow in the last, well, seven years, I think, we're together, and then the last three kind of been on our own, last two or, yeah, three, um, but, and now I am ready to leave, you know, and it's just funny how, you know, you get led for so long, and I think, you know, Michelle was our leader, and she was like, you guys are ready to leave, like, I need to let you go, and we're like, no! <laughs> you know, because you like what's comfortable, and you like what's familiar, and 
you know, we all knew each other so much and we still do. I mean, it's like, you're so close that you're like, no, we can't go on our own, (laughs) but we needed to, and we all did. And we flourished, you know, and some of us are leading and we, or we just have met different people and can, you know, and that's just what we're called to do. I think that's the whole purpose of it all. When you step out in faith and you walk off that cliff, there's a bigger meaning to it than just that moment. Absolutely. It's way later that you might find out. And, and some of the seeds and things that are being planted, you might not ever see. Yeah, I might not ever see. There might be things that happen on that mountain to others that it could be come to fruition later, 20 years, 30 years, next generation. Like we could have changed generations. <laughs> I mean, I know my son's generation, his life is being changed because of the walk that I've taken in the last 10 years since he was born. And so generations ahead are going to be affected by that work. Right. So you just don't know. I feel right. like there's, we never know what the plan is, but when you're faithful and you can walk off a cliff <laughs> and trust, <laughs> but man, it takes a lot of work to get there though. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's not easy. No. But it's what beautiful. Is. Yeah, what is. Uh, yeah, the beautiful. And then I like that you said in our pre-talk that there's a blessing in the yes. Yes. Always. There is a blessing in the yes. Even if it's when hard. When you say yes. Yes. Even if it's yeah, hard. Even if it is hard. Absolutely. Now, Amy, I, I kind of want to talk about, because I, I, I so... Um, can relate to, you know, wife, mom, and then this other thing, whether it's, you know, a particular career path or a creative outlet or whatever it is, how, how do you juggle that? How do you, I mean, because that's a common, you know, that's a common, um, concern, that'd be a better word for it, a common concern that women have, like, how do I do all of that? How do I do that all? Hmm. Well, it's not easy. (laughs) I'll start with that. Um, One thing is I have to get a lot of sleep. (laughs) Seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Um, And just really preparing, like planning. Like um, for me, it's, you know, I plan my day before the day begins and all the pieces have to be in there. And it's hard for me if people spring something on me because I've already got things planned, but I also am open to God's plan, right? Because sometimes things just don't work out and then you end up here. And that's a beautiful thing because you meet someone new or something happens. But um, for me, it was really putting my family first. I think that's what God called me to do. I was always putting career and making money first. And he was like, you need to be a mom, a really good mom. I'm calling you to be a mom, shepherd this child and be a wife. And I was like, what? <laughs> Can you hire people to do that? <laughs> this is not why they have nannies and, you know, cooks. Like, it's like, no, I need you to do this first, right? That's your first job. And then we will see what's in store for you. So that's kind of what happened. And um, I, you know, started a business three years ago, and I just was praying that God would bring me something that I could do around my family. So my clients know that my family's first, and they're the same type of people. So <laughs> God brings you who you need, right? We're all in the same agreement that family's first. Like, you know, yes, we work, and we work really hard, and our heart is in what we do, and we're passionate about what we do, but it's not the number one thing. Right. Our family is the number one thing. Well, God's the number one thing, and then our 
families ever do thing in our, you know, our marriage and our children. And so having, being able to work my business around my son, um, has been just a huge blessing, but I know it's only because I was faithful and discerning and listening and only moving when God told me to move on what he told me to move into and he's blessed it and it's been beautiful. And again, I'll say it's not easy. None of it's easy. Right. And then going after your passions. I mean, I have a lot of passions. I'm a seven. <laughs> You'll see if you read Bob Goff's book when he says, oh, I started this business and did this. I mean, that's my brain. We just think and we think and then we can put stuff into action. We're like, oh, let's do this and let's do that. I mean, it's like popcorn up there. <laughs> and so I had to really reel it in and think like, okay, what can I do with a lot of passion? Because my main passion and my true heart is to help people. So whatever facet that is, it doesn't matter, right? It's like you're helping people. There's so many different avenues you can do that. Oh, yes. Um, but my passion has always been health and wellness and fitness. And I still do that for myself and others. Um, but I, I used to do it full time before I had my son. And, you know, but I'm a businesswoman. So business has always been, but it is a business. What isn't a business in this world, right? When you're in health and fitness, you know, whether you're an instructor or selling a product, it, it's everything's a business. No matter what you do, you're in business. <laughs> it's all business. So um, just reeling it in into what I can do really well and give it 100% along with being a mom and a wife. And I don't know that any of us do it perfectly, and that's okay. No. I think that's the grace. Like, mm -hmm. It's okay because, like I said, you plan your day and then your kid throws up or you're on a Zoom call and they drop a whole thing of smoothie that they were making in the blender. Like, that's happened. Like, I'm on a really important Zoom call with clients and my son's like, Mom? And I go in the kitchen and it's just like smoothie. Oh, I mean, blender broken, smoothie on every orifice because it just splattered. He was like, I'm so sorry. And Part of me was so upset, but the other part of me was like, it's not your fault. <laughs> like, it was too heavy to pick up the blender. Next time, just ask for help, blurry. But he was so devastated. But it's so it's not perfect. <laughs> it's never going to be perfect. <laughs> you just have to learn. I've had to learn to go with the flow because I like things to be done right, done right the first time. That's my eight. You know, I just, I like it. And I just have to learn to go with the flow and let it go. Right. I just think you have to let it go and give yourself grace and just know that it's not going to ever be perfect. There is no perfect. There is no perfect. <laughs> there is no perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially now with the way the world is and what's going on, I think everyone now understands that, right? Because we're all, we were all thrown into stopping everything and learning how to groove and jive. I call it the year of the pivot because I don't like the new norm. I don't like that. I think that's the dumbest term ever. It's not a new norm. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> but it is a year of a pivot. Like, you have to pivot. Like, you're going here, and then it's like, oh, can't do that. Pivot this way. Okay, turn back. Okay, move. Okay, left, right. You know, pivot, pivot. So if you can just learn to really just flow, it's like a dance of pivoting, and you're not always going to be perfect at the dance. You learn the steps, but then there's a new step that comes along or a new way, and you just have to be open to grow. I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you're open to growth and just to pivot. I love that. <laughs> be okay with it. I love that. It's such a great way to frame what's happening right now. Yeah. I absolutely love that. The year of the pivot. That's the year of the pivot. We've fantastic. had to pivot so much. 
much. Yes. And to be open and, you know, ready to pivot again, pivot again, pivot again. Totally. Because yeah. it could be an hour, it could be tomorrow, or it could be next week, or it could be in five minutes you have to pivot. I mean, we just don't know. I yeah. mean, it's just been, there's been so much change and uncertainty this year that I think of any, any lesson you can learn is to be open and learn to go with the flow. Like, I've really had to learn not just this year, but I was doing this work, like I said, three years ago, just learn to just, just relax. Like, you know, God's got it. And it's never going to be perfect. Right. Right. (laughs) And, you know, nothing is ever perfect. And so just be okay with it being what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) That's the big saying right now, right? Let it go. Yeah. Like it is what it is, and so just let it go. Pivot to the next thing. You said something else in our pre-talk, and we can end on this little mini topic. Uh, life is hard, but more peaceful now. How are you, due to everything you're saying, that's where you're finding your peace, because you're open, you're trusting, you're flexible, <laughs> you're pivoting, you're letting it unfold, you're not trying to control it, you're letting God lead it. All of the above. Absolutely. I mean, I think the first 37 years of my life, I tried to control everything. You know, I had my career. I bought a home at 29 on my own. I was just, I had all these plans and goals and I hit every single one. And then it was like nothing, right? And then I lost it all when the market crashed, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing. And, um, you know, you just have all these things in your own will that you're trying to do, but it's so much easier to surrender the control. Once I surrender the control, I realize I'm not in control, nor have I ever have been. I'm pretty sure I've had angels surrounding me my whole life because I've done some pretty stupid things. (laughs) So, I mean, I really do believe in the power of my angels protecting me, Um, but I'm never in control and I never will be. So surrendering to the faith to me is such as it's so much more peaceful. Um, you know, and some that don't believe will argue like, oh, you just need that because you need that. I'm like, no, I've done it for so long the other way. And I just know this is real. It's like the most real feeling in my soul that I've ever felt is connection. I've never felt that before. And it's just such a peace and a sur- it's so much more beautiful to go let go and let God like how are you going to work in this? Cause it's not, it's totally not in my control. And then the way that he shows up is just not ever what you think. No, <laughs> a lot of times, um, but it's just amazing. It's often more than you could hope or imagine, which I love. Absolutely. Yes. Always. And I think it's you're always, you're a really good woman to speak into this because you did live it a completely different way. For the, oh, yeah. for, for the, you know, basically the two thirds of your life or more. And now you're doing it differently. And so you're in a really good position to be able to sort of compare and contrast and share with us uh, what, what both ways were like and um, how you've Absolutely. chosen what we would call the better way. Yeah. And I just have to like mention you know, we had a girlfriend with us who we didn't really know, but I got to know her on that retreat and you were there and she opened up and, you know, she gave her life to Jesus on that retreat. And then she suddenly passed away 
like this last year. And I was just so shocked because it just came up on my calendar that it was her birthday. And I'm like, she's not even here. But it gives me chills because those are the things that when you say yes to God, you have no idea what his plan is. She obviously needed to be on that mountain and have that experience. Right. And I know where she is right now. And I know she was at peace. Right. Even though she went suddenly, like we had no idea. No. I'm sure she was sick when we were there, but we had no idea. No idea. And it happened no so fast. I mean, it happened within five months, six months. Yes. She was gone. Like, I mean, you don't know what the plan is ever. Right. And right. so just being open and being faithful to whatever the plan is, because like I said, it might be that somebody else needs you in their life, or it might be you need to make this decision to bless somebody else or their children. You just don't know. So being open and willing has really shown me it's so important. And the the why is so much bigger than just this world and what's going on right now. Right. Than this moment, this day, you know, It's just so much bigger, and God has shown it to me over and over recently in the last three years. I mean, there's just so many different examples, but that was one that really stood out to me. That's right. Thank you for bringing up Celeste. Thank you for bringing that up, because that was an extraordinarily special experience. But you never know. In hindsight. Yes, you did. Yes, you did photos of that like and some would say oh you can't do that you're not a priest no and, you know liz was like get down there and baptize her i'm like can i do that you know because that's such a new baby christian still that she was like do it now why don't we do it now i mean that stuff doesn't just happen okay right and we should say also that liz is a much older woman who has a lot yes. of faith and wisdom who yes you know, it was even hard for her to get around the campgrounds. And so here she has lived this like tremendously long life and been such a great example to so many women. And then we have Celeste who was in her middle, we call that middle age. And we had no idea that she had such a little bit of time left on this earth. No idea. We have no idea. And we will never have any idea. I mean, it's just so... And that's what I mean about being open and being able to pivot and being able to just kind of go with the flow and listen for those, just listen for when God speaks and be open to his plan rather than your own. Right. Because what you might think is a horrible mistake or something probably is, it probably (laughs) is going to be some beautiful thing. You know, I just felt like, how can I leave these women on retreat? I don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, but really all I had to do was get you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They did everything. They did the food, they did the speaker. I just had to get you in small groups and we talked. But really it was just being the cheerleader to get you on the mountain. Right. <laughs> you and money, we're going, you know. That was great. I mean, yeah. So, but just Celeste, I mean, I just think about that. And there's so many others, like I say, but she's the one that really sticks out in my mind of recently of like, wow. Right. Right. Had I said no. Right. What you would have missed out on, what she would have missed out on, exactly. Absolutely. You just never know. That's right. Well, Amy, our time has come to an end, and I, I could I could talk to you for five or six more hours, but uh, but I know that you. you've got to get back to work, and yes. um, I've, now I get to start going through this and putting it together, and I'm, it's it's really been 
just a pleasure and an honor and a privilege. And these are words, I love words. So when I, when I choose words, it's with great intention because I know what they mean and they, they mean something to me. So it's not just a nice thing to say to you at the conclusion. It's to, it's to say that I, I love you. You inspire me. I admire you. You, you make me better. Thank you. And you do the same for me. <laughs> so we could go on yeah. and how that story happens. Right, <laughs> exactly. Story. Exactly. I and I'm going to call Bob Goss. Yes. We have a part two of my, yes. my coffee with Yes. Him. Part two. <laughs> part two. Okay. Now I have to do it. Yes. You've been challenged. You've been challenged, number eight. Yes, you've been yes. challenged. You've got you've got a few three months. Three months, three months. and a few days. So yeah, when you're yeah. ready, we'll, we'll look forward to that update. And uh, we'll be in touch soon. And I'm I am gonna um, keep reading those that book and the other book. Everybody always, those are very good recommendations. Thank yeah, you, my everybody friend. Everybody always, I would say number one. Okay, everybody always. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for Thank being with us. So Thank appreciate you, you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that great? My takeaway after Amy's episode is to remember there is blessing in the yes. Doesn't mean it will be easy. Truly, what worthwhile thing is? There can be fear in saying yes, it's unknown. Face the fear and do it anyway. But what will it look like? How will it go? How do I do this? That's where you end and God begins. I think we call that courage. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. At least I heard that somewhere once, and I believe it. Next up, we've got pictures on Amy's episode page on the unabashedyou.com website that show her walking off the cliff with the bubble surrounding her. Check it out. There's a mini blog of additional thoughts, pictures, and quotes to inspire you. And that is certainly true for every episode that we have. I want to dedicate this episode in memory of Celeste, who changed us all for the better. You can catch us at email unabashedyou at gmail.com, Instagram unabashedyou, Facebook Rochelle Renee, and I'm still working on Twitter. All of these can be found on the website in the upper right-hand corner or down at the bottom page depending on your device, and they take you straight there. Lastly, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. I, I do invite you to rate and review the show there because it helps make us more discoverable so other women can benefit from the authentic women we have on the show. And our blessing for today, this just really reminded me of Amy. Come hell or high water, you will never take me back to the place I was before. I have been through too much to let life whoop me again. My faith is stronger than it's ever been. My mind is more tenacious than it's ever been. My soul is more absolute. Big fat amen on that one. 
That is by T.D. Jakes. Women, go be full of faith. Be unabashed. Be you.